Oh no! What I was what I was gonna bring to your attention is throughout my life I had this problem with uh, authority being over me. Uh, not that I saw it as a way to have like revenge or anything like that, but it was mostly for the fact that I always felt like I was meant to be much more. You feel me? So you were literally the only person that I felt good about being a manager over me in the, in, in the years that I was, you know, grinding and working. Oh, shit, fire. thanks, yeah, man. Anybody, bro. <laughs> I, I might. appreciate that. I appreciate it. I tried to, when it came to leading that store, um, I really tried to do what I can to be like, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't ever ask you guys to do anything that I didn't do myself, like all the time, you know, like, and then also kind of like working, you know, the floor accordingly and making sure, and I just wanted to keep everybody happy. That's really what was my number one priority because my management philosophy is like your team is like a, it's like a machine and every single person is like a gear on this machine. And if you don't keep those gears properly maintained, one of these gears is going to stop working, which is going to affect this gear over here, which is going to break down this gear down here, which is going to turn this lever over here which will break down this gear and then next thing you know your machine's broken and you can't fucking do it so my my idea was as long as i kept my employees happy the store would take care of itself because i'd make it so they enjoy coming to work you know that's what i wanted i didn't want to be like some asshole boss or anything like that you know thank you bro i yeah. appreciate that a lot let's yeah. go ahead and fucking jump on this man oh yeah the stronger the grass the greater the distortion of perception and judgment. I've been to work while you're sleeping, mentally weak, no one I'm practically speaking. It's okay if you just want to stay alive. You're not mad okay with you breathing. I be on my grind, I do what I want to. Just as long as I'm eating, I'm on the come on, no curb and copy, get a copy. So you hold your breath. Welcome, everybody, to the Hippie Speedball Podcast. It is Joe, your host with the most Joe, and I am so glad to be back up in your guys' eardrums off of YouTube, taking a little break. If you're listening on Spotify, make sure you go ahead and hit that follow button. And if you're listening on Apple, hit that follow button as well. And leave us a little review. It helps with the algorithm. It helps with the ratings. Put us a five star. Put us a four star. Put us a one star if you fucking hate the show. That's okay. And give me your fucking true opinion. Today... As you heard us talking in the fucking beginning, I got a good, good buddy of mine. It's been a long fucking time. We've gone through crazy journeys since the last time we've seen each other. So please welcome Jay motherfucking nine. What Jay up? nine. What up? What up? What up? Hey, let's go. Let's go. It's good hey. to fucking have you. Salute, buddy. Hey, yo, let's let's do this, bro. Jay nine over there sipping on the Happy Cannabis mug, which is provided by my friends over there at Happy Cannabis in Arizona. Thanks a lot. I appreciate y'all. Bro, hey, thanks for you. fucking hanging out and coming on, man. Yeah. I really appreciate you coming through, bro. Uh, I appreciate it, man. The opportunity, man. The opportunity. And I'm going to keep it real with you, bro. I wanted to do this with you for a while now. I think the very first moment that I laid eyes on your show on YouTube. Okay. Like, real talk. Like, real I talk, appreciate that, man. was the very same moment that I was like, I got to hit my boy up. <laughs> I hit you up, bro. Right after that, actually. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you were one of the very first people. You are 100% right. You were one of the first people to be like, yo, dude. Like, you, <laughs> right, bro. You were, I know, you were really one of the first ones. And I didn't, like I said before, I didn't really think anybody was going to like it. So I appreciate that, man. <laughs> Definitely. So what were you thinking whenever you saw, like, you know, your former freaking employer, <laughs> like your former manager, like saying like, oh, shit, he's doing this podcast now. I was tripping out, honestly. Okay. Uh, the reason why I was tripping out because God keeps us on this narrow, narrow uh, road to success and get rid of all your negative people 
who mm-hmm. are going to end up turning their back on you eventually yep. when they have seen that you are doing something that they lack of. Yeah. So when I first saw it initially, I'm thinking, a little further back. I'm thinking I, <clears throat> I have to be on this show mainly because he's become successful, but it's also what gave more pride in that situation was the fact that I knew you for a long time. I wouldn't go as far as saying I'm successful yet, but I'm definitely getting noticed, which is really cool, <laughs> Like, which is really, really dope, man. And I've been uh, welcomed with open arms into the Portland hip-hop community, and I'm very, 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 very thankful of it. Very, very thankful for it. <laughs> that's <clears throat> what I find really appealing about what you said is that's how it starts. At least that's how it started with me. That's how it's going to start with you. You are focusing on yourself like real talk bro i didn't find out that anything was going to happen for me the the way that i wanted to is when i stopped worrying about other what other people thought yep you know yep. what i mean that's that's <clears throat> when that's when it usually begins exactly and you're doing just that man you're you you went into this thinking oh i don't know if anybody's gonna like this no and yeah. then the more you grew into who you were meant to be you start feeling more comfortable mm-hmm. you start feeling more comfortable because cause now people can feel that comfortableness that you have now. They they know that you, bro, re- realistically, bro, people know you can't be stopped at this point. Let me just put it in. Let me just put it like that, bro. <laughs> Damn, bro. I appreciate that, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a giant boost of confidence in a time where I really need it. That's for sure. Hell yeah, man. bro. And, and, and my bad, bro, because I like to, I guess I come off preaching sometimes. No, bro. it's okay, bro. <laughs> Some people need a fucking a good, positive, motivating light. We all need that, man, thanks, for sure. Thanks. I appreciate all of that, bro. So let's jump into what you've been doing, man. Okay, so let's go ahead and just let's 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 rewind. We parted ways. We hung out for a little bit after Eastside, and then you moved down to Salem for a while, and then you kind of uh, started your music career. I remember you were starting to really get into music when we worked at the distillery together. Because I remember I, because I, you know, you know me. I like to write hip hop all the time. You've, man, you've actually heard me rap before. Oh, the bars. That's what I'm like. The bars, <laughs> yo. Yo, hey, you might have to get on this this with me, bro. Like, I don't know about that, but you like, <laughs> hey, well, let me know. just let me just say, you know, say I ain't trying to like steal my man's show. I just want to say that that back when he did spit, back when he did spit, he killed it. The bars he came up with was like. Like he just just featured in a song with Ice Cube or something. I wouldn't know about that, bro. But I appreciate. It. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that. That's a big. That's some big shoes to fill. You don't don't put me. People are gonna listen to this and they're gonna be like, "Really, Joe? Is that true?" I'm like, I didn't fucking say that. <laughs> be like, that's not even on me. God damn you, J Nine. <laughs> hey, that's what I do, man. We gonna spark up a conversation. You do that? Nah, not me, man. Yeah, no, I don't. No, 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 not me. But I like to write it though. I like to write. That's my biggest thing. I like to write hip hop. I don't have the con- confidence enough to be like oh i'm a rapper and i'm good at it but i love to write it there's something very therapeutic about the for me personally it's like um it's like a puzzle like there's something almost very therapeutic about it because it's like i have i have these certain syllables that i have to fit in this certain way and it has to rhyme it has to make sense like for me it's almost like a puzzle and i when i put myself in that moment when i'm writing like it, it just i get like just so zen and everything like that and i've literally wanted to bash someone's fucking chest in with a baseball bat Mm. to being able to shake their hand just after writing 16 bars. Mm. That's how much therapy I got out of it. I wrote about it. And then if they would have seen me, I'd be like, what's up? Like it was just instant release. And then that's, and this was when I was, um, 
19. I was going through a lot and uh, I was 19 and I just decided just to sit there and write and I was blown away on how good I felt afterwards. And that's kind of what made it snowball and shit like that. Mm. I really appreciate all the the uh, nice words, though, man. Yeah. So how did you start getting uh, transferring into your own music? How did that journey really begin to where it is now, man? Oh, we, oh, we first off, how did you get the name J9? OK, so let's start by that. Let's start by that. And then we'll then we'll follow up with everything else. So let me start by how I got the name J9. So originally I went by J Smooth. Um, I wasn't really thinking about other people that may have had that name at the time. There was even an actor. He does side. <coughs> That's right. Yeah, JB Smooth. That's JB right. JB Smooth does yeah. side work in films. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So with J9, I was uh, woke up one morning and uh, I was like, Jackson, J9, and that's spiritual. Also has a lot to do with when I started writing, nine mm-hmm. years old. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hell Just yeah. Woke up and it made sense to me. So again, I didn't think about the other people that had my name. The only thing in my mind was, you going to come out of this. This is what I told myself. So I want people who listen to this to understand, like, I'm not coming from a cock- cocky perspective. Mm-hmm. This is more humbling. No, so for sure. Sometimes when you tell yourself something, like if you tell yourself that you you are the... Can we cuss on you or no? Yeah, 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 go ahead. When you tell yourself that you are the shit, it sounds better telling yourself that. Mm-hmm. You tell, you walk up to somebody random like, hey, I'm the shit. They're going to look at you like, uh, first of all, I don't know you. <laughs> right. I think you might be right because you stink. Yeah, because you stink, <laughs> right? It's not going to be the right type of shit that you yeah. want. So, <laughs> so I tell, when I told myself that, but I'm probably going to be, this is like the actual exact conversation I'm having. <clears throat> I, I'm probably going to be the most relevant. That's what I'm focused on, being the, becoming the most relevant. Okay. So far, now I'm not saying that I am the best rapper that ever lived because I, I, I elevate myself because I, I, I've been isolating myself before the isolation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been isolating myself before the pandemic isolated us. Nice. Okay. So, <laughs> so when I began my journey, started going on Spotify and I noticed after a while that I was the first J9 that you saw. Okay. So now, now, now it's coming into the, you know, coming into fruition. Now, even if some other J9 were to be more relevant to me, which there's probably a lot out there, but that's not what I'm focused on. Mm-hmm. I'm not focused on that. I'm focused on getting myself to the finish line. Yeah. That's all you really you can I mean? focus on. So that's, yeah, that's where that name came from. Nice, nice, dope, dude. And so, um, and so, how did you uh, start like getting into music? Tell me about like the first song you decided to produce, and how did it kind of transition from there? The first, the first song. See, growing up, I've always wrote music randomly, and I've always wanted to uh, write some, uh, write my own like R and B songs. That's who I wanted to be originally. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be an actor. I wanted to be a comedian, and I also wanted to uh, sing. Okay. Uh, do all the cool dance moves that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Never yeah. was like the that one. Motown kind of style. The yeah, Motown, starting off the Motown, mm-hmm. and then you get to the B two K. Yeah, or the, the Chris Brown. The Chris stuff, Br- yeah, the Ushers. Yeah, for you know, sure. I got you. Hey. <laughs> I got you. Right. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So when I actually initially started producing my own, my first was actually I was with a guy called himself Sarcasm. I was with his production. Okay. I didn't know a whole lot about what I was doing because I started out as a dancer. Then growing, then after high school, I went teaching hip hop 
to different various schools, high schools, elementary schools, uh, preschool to colleges. Hmm. Okay. So that was what you were what, teaching hip hop. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's what's up. Dude. Yeah, man. I used so to, like, what were you like teaching them? Like just about hip hop culture? Were you teaching them how to rap? Were you teaching them like break dancing? Like, or was it just kind of all well rounded? I had a I had a, a manager at the time. When I was in high school, at the same time we knew each other, but I did a lot of things in the background. So okay. some people probably saw me after school teaching a group of kids. But then what they didn't know outside of it was my manager actually took me to other schools. Okay. Were you, what were you teaching the kids? Like uh, hip hop. Hip hop, like, uh, dancing. Dancing. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So, but yeah, man. Um, you were working with Sarcasm? I was working with Sarcasm Production. And uh, I actually met him uh, when I was working at Fred Myers up in Salem. Oh, wow. And okay. it was crazy because I'm sitting there working the produce. He's working, doing the uh, self cash out. And I walk up to him and say, man, it's good to meet you, man. I do music. He's like, he goes, he looks in my eyes. I'm a producer. I said, oh, snap. He goes, yeah, I'm a uh, sarcasm production. So next thing you know, we start working together ever then. Um, at the same time that I'm working with him, I was working with a guy named, uh, I'm going to say uh, it's Veal. Okay. And... With him back in 2017, I was actually at his house making a song with him, but I did not know how to make a song, let alone where to place my rhymes. So I was doing it bits and pieces when I met you, but yeah. I didn't know how to really write. Yeah. So when I was I remember writing, when we first met because you found out that I was writing and you were like, "Yo, man, that's kind of where I'm yeah. like lacking right now." Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I remember that, bro. Yeah. I do- totally remember that. <laughs> exactly. Sip time, people had to drink our coffee. <laughs> Simultaneously, that was pretty dope. I just <laughs> yeah. want to throw that out there. <laughs> Same time, bro. Hey, does that thing still work today when they're like, you owe me a soda? Oh, the jinx? Yeah. I don't think that was a jinx because we didn't say it at the same time. Is that is there a coffee jinx? I feel bad that I didn't say jinx. Uh, <laughs> I got you. Yeah. Uh, next show. No. So, right. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Continue. <laughs> so... um. Yeah, so you were familiar with the fact that I was just starting my writing thing. I've mm-hmm. always freestyled. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you about my, my childhood because it's it's pretty similar to other artists out there that are pretty successful now. Um, but anyway, so I didn't know. I'm like, hey, does this go good with this? And I'm stopping. Does, hey, hey, does this go good with this, right? So when I uh, fast forward, when I started working with uh, <clears throat> Sarcasm, uh, one day, um, you care if I tell you this story real quick? No, no, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I'm listening to everything, hey. bro. I'm, I'm, I'm ingrained, man. Hey, sometimes my hands just itches. Uh, so good, man. <laughs> I'm just try, like I'm respectful, but sometimes I, I can get to talking. You feel me? Well, luckily you're on a podcast. Oh yeah. So that's literally all we're supposed to do. That's no one telling me shut <laughs> yeah. the hell up. Okay, yeah. okay, I get it, I get it. Hey, we on, we on. I got you, bro. I got you. No problem. This is where man. we're supposed to be. Uh, <laughs> so, um, I'm gonna hit this again. <laughs> so, fast forward, working with sarcasm. I'm uh, in front of my uh, TV, and I'm trying to think about a song. I'm to write. got my grinder. Oh, Keep yeah, talking, yeah. bro. I'm listening. Okay, cool, man. <clears throat> so that that day, I'm thinking about. Man, I need to come up with a song to work with sarcasm, and it has to be dope because obviously the name kind of sticks. Sarcasm. So I'm like, okay, okay. So I'm in front of my TV, and I'm watching something on YouTube. I don't remember what it is exactly. But then I randomly say the words as soon as I get out the booth. I was like, ooh. I said, I said, I called my producer. I said, hey, bro, I think I got something. And he goes, bro, 
That's crazy you said that because I was making a beat around the same time, a type of beat that I normally don't do. I said, bro, it must dope. be destined. I was going to say, that's some fate, some serendipitous shit right there, bro, man. That's dope. Facts. So I, I come up with my verse and the chorus the same day. I nice, and this is this bro. is one thing that I feel like it was meant to happen because previously I was just saying that I had a problem with 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 uh, writing a song, mm-hmm. and I make this song, and I go over to the studio and we're writing and we're coming up with more with it. So I'm on the booth right, and and I'm trying to figure out. I I still didn't know. I didn't. I couldn't find myself because Jay Jay Smooth he came off a different way. So Jay Nine was reborn. So by the time he came. He needed to come with something. Different. What was the difference between J Nine and J Smooth? Um, you started to leave. You started to leave. Just make up your mind, cause I'm trying to see where we're trying to go from here. So that that's J Smooth. Okay. And this is and then this is J Nine. The birth of J Nine. This is my first song as J Nine. <clears throat> Soon as I get out the booth, I'm about to go Moulin Rouge. Either the legs of the coupe. That's just something I do. So that's that's really my first time when I started really started producing uh music. Now I say producing music. I didn't start making beats until later in 2018. Later in 2018 is when I started making beats and didn't know that I was a natural. And I think it's because uh me and my brother, we was raised to be musicians from jump. Okay. My dad actually would pay attention to when we got home. We come in from middle school. As soon as I get in the door, my dad would turn on the TV, turn to a jazz beat. And he said, if you don't freestyle this, you can't go outside. For real? For real. That's crazy. (laughs) I didn't understand why my dad was molding us. I didn't understand what he was doing. All I knew was at the time he appeared to be an asshole. Oh, yeah. For a kid. You're like, what the fuck, man? I want to go play with my friends. I don't want to do this music. Uh, it got to the point where it was so much repetition going on that there was times when I came in from school where we knew, we knew at that point, we knew. Why get mad about it? Mm-hmm. It's not like as a kid you have the power to say, no, I'm going outside. Right, yeah. Well, you could try. We would try. <laughs> <laughs> My fucking parents wouldn't allow that. And I know for a fact your parents wouldn't allow that no. either. <laughs> no. Uh, but there These was... kids, though, these days, their yeah. fucking parents would. Oh, hell yeah fucking little shitheads go ahead continue oh no it's all good bro so <laughs> yeah. kids suck these days <laughs> oh my god like they if they was put through the same things as we put it through as kids then they would make them that now now that's why a lot of them join record label. we'll get to that later bro but for sure i mean we're gonna fast forward to that later but but that's the reason why we're gonna recap on that that later so so yeah to the point you just get used to it but he tried to mold all of us and ironically that's the thing where the jackson came from antonio jackson Jackson 5, Michael Jackson. Later in life, when I started realizing that, damn, my middle name is the same as Michael Jackson, and I admired him. If anybody that knew me would know that I admire Michael Jackson to the fullest. That was my biggest person I looked up to. I didn't want to sound like him, but I wanted to sound as smooth as him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm listening, bro. Yeah. Um, but He's yeah. getting us a nice bowl, grinded yeah. up and loaded. That's what I'm talking about, man. The multitasking podcaster, super the fucking extraordinaire Joe, your host with the most Joe, motherfucking heavy speedball podcast. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, bro. No, dog. <laughs> hey, you making this look natural, dog. 
Like, I literally, every time you talk, I want to sit back and just stare at you like I'm watching a movie. I appreciate that. Well, I don't yeah. know if I should be creeped out or flattered. you should be you should be like <laughs> you should be creeped out and at the same time not. So it's like a little I like got you. Yeah. <laughs> like like I guess in a way it's kind of like your voice you you you're doing something that you were natural in, bro. No, oh, thank you. You I know appreciate what I'm saying? That man, I really like, do. Exactly, man. When people listen to my songs, they actually listen to the words. Like they don't care about the beat, but it comes with it. You feel yeah. Me? So with you, it's the same. Your thing. your music, I've really seen it evolve, man. I remember like watching you like with your like first because I remember you and I used to freestyle at Eastside we, together. Yeah. Like when we would work together, we would just throw on a beat and just fucking go. But I remember like uh, when you were like showing me and stuff like that, you know. And I've watched you like evolve and everything like that. So when so when you transitioned from you know uh, Jay Smooth to J9 and you kind of changed your flow and everything like that did you also start changing the way your beats way you were approaching your beats as well so like with Jay Smooth were you kind of approaching more of those R&B style beats and then with this one you want to kind of go with more of like that kind of uh, I don't know um, trap kind of club style or like a chopper style so uh, that's actually a good question bro like thanks for asking that by the way man uh, God, your crushes were like off the rip, like perfect, <coughs> Thanks, bro. like perfect, man. So, uh, Jay Smooth actually, it was like it was exactly that, bro. It was exactly like <laughs> smooth, like R and B kind of style, singing about girls, you know, mm-hmm. blue pill, mm-hmm. blue pill stuff. Gotcha. You know, okay. I'm just keeping it real, man. I ain't disrespectful, but I'm keeping it real. Blue pill, red pill. I know. I got um, you. It's by experience, right? So, I started subconsciously. God started working with me from the moment I changed my name. Mm. When I came to nine, there's a reason why it all fit in. Nine being spiritual also stands for being creative. So would you say J9 is a little bit more red pill? J9 is definitely, let me just put it like this. J9 sees the world for what it really is now. J Smooth was still naive. J Smooth Mm. was still that teenage boy that was like, I want to make it one day, but I don't even know where to freaking start. Like a Pokemon. Like a Pokemon. Like a yeah, like a Pokemon. (laughs) You evolve. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. Only at the kid at the time I was like, gotta catch them all. So (laughs) so yeah, J9, bro, by the time J9 came about, my style kind of evolved with the beats. Like I didn't actually have a say so much. It sounds weird. I didn't really have a say in so much of how my beat switched. Spiritually, had a lot to do with it. Yeah, for Spiritually, sure. It just kind of it just happened. Kind of, it just kind of happened. I just fell into it. Okay. So, and it's that thing I learned over the years. They say, stick to what you know. Like, I teach my artists. Exactly. I don't just promote my artists. I don't just uh, uh, um, invest my time and my money into my artists. Yeah. I well, well that, that saying, stick with what you know, can be swayed a different way because it's always good to explore new things and it's Thanks. always good to evolve yourself, like we've just said. But also, it's also, I think, stick with what you know is kind of more like be authentic. Exactly. You know, and that's what we were saying in the beginning, like whenever we first started talking, like authenticity is really what shows. So that's probably like why you felt so good once you made that transition, because you were just like, oh, wow, this is way more me. Like, this is way more in my style. I felt very similar going back to audio, to be honest, like, you know, just because I love doing video and everything. But just going back to audio is kind of like, all right, this is a lot cooler. You know, it's like and also for the guests seeing two microphones and a mixer, it's a lot less intimidating than two microphones, a mixer, three cameras, three lights, you know, like it's, it's a little bit of a bigger thing. You know, they walk in they're like, oh, shit, you know, not not everybody is yeah. into that, you know. Yeah. But so it, you got a little bit more authentic with it and everything like that. And so tell me about whenever you started uh, even like 
keep going. I was going to say, just keep going, man. <laughs> no, because you you made a good point, bro. Like, I'm I'm glad you said that, man, because it's like you, it's like yourself. We gonna get back to my story in a second. I can recap, come back to it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's like what you're saying, man. You had to become authentic, right? Yeah, you had to do what you naturally good at, not what other people are going to perceive you at. Yeah, yeah, or what you feel like you should do. Or what you feel like you should do. Or the world wants you to do. The world wants you to do. The mm-hmm. world. So in the midst of that, speaking of the world, so it became natural for me to go with what I stick to what I know. But at the same time, subconsciously, I didn't even know what that was. Mm-hmm. So everything catching up with me. So when I spit bars, you got to understand, this was all new to me. That's how I knew God was working through me. Because when I spit bars, even my own self was like, I made this. <laughs> I love those moments. Yeah. I love those moments so, where you, yeah, you know, oh, hell I'm yeah, dude. When you write something and then you're like fucking, you're just like, oh yeah. <laughs> like whatever you <laughs> yeah, get done. Right? Like, it's just like, yeah, I totally know those moments, bro. <laughs> it happened when I was writing uh, lyrics myself. It happened when I've been playing with bands and, you know, I've, I've, I love those moments wherever you didn't think that a piece of creativity can come out of you. And it does. And then next thing you know, you're saying to yourself, whoa, holy shit, I didn't realize I even could make that. That's crazy. <laughs> and you found a part of yourself you didn't even know was there. And I think a lot of that stems from being authentic. I, li- I think a lot of that stems from just being, you know, uh, being your own light, you know, instead of yeah. feeling like you need to project whatever it is onto others to make them feel good. You know, don't get me wrong, like do what you need to do. But, you know, if you, you should always do what you do to make others happy because you should want to make people happy. But at the same time, you know, don't depend on, don't depend on your happiness on other people's happiness towards you. Exactly. That's why everything like I speak about and I put in my rhymes is going to let people know that I live life before that. That's why my songs take longer, but it it gets to a point where I know myself now I can make songs. I can make, I I focus and I'm keeping it real and I have nothing to lie about. I focus on like eight or nine songs at a time. Because I have a very big imagination. So I can go back, recap on what I want. Mm-hmm. Also, I know all my songs at the top of my head. Like like it's someone else doing them. So I have to question myself. Who's J9? Who's this guy? <laughs> oh. <laughs> so uh, to go back to Phil Natural, the, uh, the drill beats? Hell yeah. When I, start, when I first heard a drill beat and I started rapping, I initially, this is no, no, I'm not capping. I initially automatically started dissing rappers in the industry. Okay. Natural. Okay. If you listen to my song Gemini, I diss Blueface, and I say some bars that made people that can't get mad because they're like, "God damn, who's this guy?" Okay. It ended up on BET, the pages. So it's like it ended up on BET. BET uh, website, BET website. Uh, this is Fifty website. Uh, VH1, MTV. Did I say MTV already? Yeah. A- no, no, you didn't say MTV. You MTV, XSL magazine. Uh, and I'm just saying like. It can't be that bad. When you step out of your comfort zone and you do what the hell you want to do, it can't be that bad. Uh, so, yeah. Did he end up responding? Uh, I actually, this is the crazy story, man. And I'll, be, I'll recap, man, or, you know, whatever. But let me just tell you this right now, bro. When I, when I started writing Gemini, it's about the fact that I'm a Gemini. But I thought, J9, J, Gemini, just put J. Oh, you okay. G, but J. Okay, So okay. when you see them above each other, it looks sick. It's like JJ. Mm-hmm. J and then whatever, right? It's just... The subliminal shit. Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, also on the cover, real quick, I just want to say this because uh, it came to me one day and I was like, this is something different. So, off on the cover, when you look at the cover of Gemini, you're going to see me, but you're going to also see the actual machine Terminator right next to him. And okay. if you listen to the song, it actually talks about your mind being a machine. 
So I also put subliminals oh, in there. Okay, you want to get real deep? I Did you take deep. some acid or something, man. Your uh, your no. whole <laughs> fucking philosophy is like yeah. so different now. Yeah. Like, it's dope. I feel no. like you like went yeah. on like a took some DMT or some acid I, uh, or something like yeah. that. Um, I'll speak about it on another thing, but I'll just say the words: retention. Retention. I've been on re- uh, monk mode, and okay. that changed my mind. That opened me up to not care about what people say during the when i was making gemini i made it sound more like it sound like a hobson song because i can write songs for other people and make it seem like they're singing it that's the crazy thing about my art it's crazy that's why i ghost right now okay i ghost write r&b for other people no shit because nice i made a song dude. that sound like something chris brown can i've sing. done a little ghosting before I, actually i believe it <laughs> I say because your writing skills even then that's what i'm saying like that's why i'd love to hear you now because you was good then and you came up with bars that I wasn't no near. I wasn't even near nearly at at the time, bro. Well, I, I don't I don't know about that. But no, thank no, you. I but, but no. That. I'm saying from, like from my perspective, bro. Mm-hmm. You was there because I wasn't doing that. Like I didn't start doing that until calling. Yeah, 2018. I see what you mean. Yeah. So you know, what I mean, I so. totally see what you mean for sure. Yeah, it's uh, ghosting could be fun though. I mean, ghosting can be a lot of fun. It it, it it can be cool. It's funny how much it actually happens. And people don't fucking realize it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how many of your favorite rappers out there don't write their own shit? Oh my god, <laughs> bro! Can I just say this real quick? Say whatever you want, bro. It doesn't it doesn't dawn on me until I get a professional mainstream artist says you write your own shit, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, they go. That's phenomenal. And I'm like, what is phenomenal about that? Yeah. You know? <laughs> Isn't that the way it's supposed to be? <laughs> I know. That's like that's like somebody being like, that's you talking on that podcast? Yes. Yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that how it's supposed to be? I know. That's fucking. I mean, it can. Yeah, for sure. Oh, God. What were we saying? Oh, we was talking about. Uh, I, I wanted. You were talking about Gemini. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and, that's exactly what we were talking about. So. Uh, so the whole Gemini thing came about, and yet, uh, uh, right, the right, the uh, when you said about the uh, the whole, my mind changed. It was, <clears throat> and I'm just gonna say this because at the same time, a lot of people are scared to speak about the truth about things, and mm-hmm. I think people can relate. So I'm just gonna keep it real. I was in a, a narcissistic situation, and when you get in those situations and the manipulation and having to go through those the cycles every single day. You oh. start feeling like was this like from a partner you were with? A partner. Right. Oh, okay. uh, the reason why I say situation is I want people to understand that I'm not the type of person that able to diagnose somebody mm-hmm. because I'm not in that type of field. Yeah, diagnose diagnose somebody. Yeah, yeah, I know, I, got, I know, <laughs> so you I'm not in I'm not in that type of field to do that. But I'm saying from what I experienced, I think we all in the world we all have narcissistic traits. It would be crazy for people to think we don't because social media, you know, yeah. technology. If we was normal at one point, we are now not because of we've been influenced. No, for sure. Yeah, definitely. That's a really good point. You know what I mean? So so I don't want people to think that I'm just hating on somebody, right? So this the situation. It was uh, it's known as mental, a mental abuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, plays a part in your uh, well, your mind, right? Yeah, your definitely. Well-being. Um, so anyway, the recap, man. <clears throat> that is something that my mind did not start getting better. Because I was doing music the whole time, but my mind didn't start, didn't stop caring about what people thought about me fully until I left it. Mm. Six months after that, uh, a relationship mm. where it took a lot of self growth, shadow work. Well, when you're when you're in an emotional abusive relationship, 
you don't you don't know who you are anymore. You don't know who you are. You yes. know, you completely lose touch of the self. You know, and it's 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 totally. Um, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I, I, I totally feel you, yeah. man, for sure. I mean, oh, yeah. and it takes a while to to get back to yourself. Mm-hmm. And so, do you feel like that was kind of the beginning mm-hmm. of your whole new journey? That was actually the, the beginning of my whole. <clears throat> excuse me. That was the beginning of my journey because, like I said, I was making music, made some hits that I thought was unique. But my mind was in a dark place, and you're going to see that if you listen to my earlier stuff. Well, that's also you where the best I mean? music comes from. And that's where the best music comes from. But you know where else I figured where the best music comes from? Hmm. It's when you find your true per- purpose within yourself. Yep. Authenticity. Authenticity. <laughs> Sub- uh, subconscious. Mm-hmm. Your subconscious. Now, I want people to understand that <clears throat> our subconscious is always with us. Our conscious is something that was made when we got here. Yeah. And rooted. Do again the media will get on that subject maybe maybe not because it's about music you feel me so I just want people to how I will know that that how how that plays into mental health and your music yeah for sure so yes my journey started <clears throat> after that when I was able to really stop caring and just give people music that I thought was cool and it's like it's like when you're on a publishing kind of Record deal. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that. Let me just say that real quick. When you're on with when you're with them, you have to have your music checked. You have to do multiple songs, and you have to have your music checked. They will deny your music, and you have to make another one. See, pe- they don't just get to put their music out mm-hmm. in publishing deals. So, with me, since I don't have that going on, I have no <clears throat> type of control. I have like so much creative space to do whatever I want. So I was able, I was able to, to just be myself and put out whatever I thought was cool. Mm -hmm. And how do you think that, how do you think that that really attributed to you dealing with your, your, uh, your mental, you know, your depression or your anxiety or any sort of like uh, mental problems? How did that kind of heal that for you? Did you kind of like, uh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, I think that makes a good point, bro. It started out when I figured out what what anxiety truly was. Yeah. A lot of people get confused on what anxiety actually is. They think it's like just shaky nervousness and stuff like that. No, it's way beyond that. It's way beyond that. It's actually use it to your benefit because I tell you. You can. You can. Mm -hmm. Because the heart, your your chest fluttering is, it happens, but it's not necessary. Yeah, it happens. I want people to understand it happens, but it's not necessary. So what happens is basically imagine you're uh, being plugged into you being a phone and you're plugged into a charger. And your phone slash you is only used to taking in so much energy because things that we consume throughout the day, we are what we eat. So it makes our energy Mm-hmm. It depletes it. Completes it, right? Depletes it. Depletes it. Yeah. So you get a overwhelming amount of energy, mm-hmm. and that's what anxiety is. Yeah. It just feels it's because of how it's coming on that it feels bad because people who get it initially, it makes any emotions rise up to the surface. Yep. So if you had a problem with something that day, guess what? You have a even more of a problem with that because it just hits you. Like yeah, a ton of bricks. It boils it up. It boils it up. It brings it to the surface, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you actually use that creative energy, because that's what it is, it's creative energy. 
Mm-hmm. So if you transmute that trans that trans if you transmute that creative energy into the right places, soon as you start, I'm actually I'm actually gonna tell you how it works. When you sit there and you feel like that, pick up a book, um, write something, draw, do anything artistic, because your mind is powerful than we think it is. Mm-hmm. That actually was sig- sig- signal that you're doing something you're not uncomfortable with. It'll send all that to the to your cranium, bro, mm-hmm. to your crown chakra, and then you'll start getting that flow state, bro. And you're gonna come up with things that you didn't even know. Yeah, this is real talk. Like I know, no, yeah, definitely. Budget, like this is real talk though. for sure. And, and that's a really good point too, because a lot of people don't realize that we can use. This is a, a realization that I've actually just recently had, and it's kind of cool to be able to talk about it on the podcast. Is a lot of people don't realize how you can use depression and anxiety as a tool to get over the way you feel, because in reality, we're all. I've come to the conclusion that none of us are real. None of us are real. Yeah, this yeah. this this doesn't exist. Yeah. What we are are we are in the world and how we react to the world are really just characters mm-hmm. that are based on attributes of circumstance. That's really all it really is. And we create these characters based on who we think we are and what we've been through. And it's like you, I want, it kind of ties in what you said on the difference between the conscious and the subconscious, the conscious we don't get until we're here. The subconscious was already here. Exactly. So this like, so think of it as a actor and a character. So the subconscious is the actor. The conscious is the character. Exactly. And so whenever we're depressed, when we're anxiety, we're having anxiety, it's really our body's way of saying, hey, bro, fuck you. I don't want to <laughs> be this character for a while. We need to chill. Like, we need to yeah. stop. And then if you think of it that way, though, because it's really just your body's way of saying, hey, we just got to pull back from society for a minute. Exactly. Like, we just got to pull back. That's all. And <laughs> yeah. so we... And you can use that to your advantage because then you could use that time to think, okay, well, why do I need to pull back? What's going on? And it's not a bad thing, mm-hmm. you know? And then it, it makes me realize that this is the way it is and we're really these two separate beings. And for me personally, I'm one of those people, like, I, I wear my my personality on my sleeve. I am myself all the time, no matter where I'm at. I don't put on a fucking character for nobody. I am always myself. And... uh and one thing that I'm realizing, though, is not everybody wants to see your true self. Everybody says, yeah, be yourself. I don't think you really want that, though, because if you really want me to be myself, then when I'm telling you that I'm fucking depressed and I'm not feeling so good, you wouldn't avoid me like the fucking plague then. <laughs> like, you know, it's yeah. like and mm-hmm. like, you know, depression is like moving to an apartment. Everybody knows you're going through it, yeah. but nobody wants to be there when you are <laughs> like that's just the way it is. Everybody wants their couch moved, but nobody wants to move a couch. Exactly. <laughs> it's like wow. that sounds like a lot of heavy lifting. I don't know if I want to do that but you let me know we'll have the after party when exactly. you're done when, when you're almost done yeah hit me up let, let me know and i'll help you yeah. unpack or i'll help you <laughs> we can come for the housewarming party you know and i'll bring you a little something something i'll put like mm. they and it's and this is the way it is so i'm kind of like at a point now where i'm i'm just i'm just the way i interact with the world is i try to think of who what attributes of my character can I be to make this person feel as good as possible? Because one thing that I notice about myself is I have the ability to really transfer a lot of energy into people. I really have that ability. And it's something I really want to use to my advantage. I'm very good at getting people excited about things. I'm very good about getting people really into something they didn't think they would be really into. And then I can talk to them and they're like, holy shit. It really comes from I'm just a really good salesman. That's really what it is. And yeah. I'm just ultimately selling my personal 
personality. And so if I can do that with somebody, I just got to find out, well, what is it about me that makes them feel that way? And then I can just amplify it. Amplify That's what it. I'm doing. It. And yeah. now the only people that will ever really see the fucking real actor that is Joe and, you know, like anybody in their true self, it's like you're an actor. I'm an actor. That fucking delivery man outside is an actor. Everybody is just playing characters. But the only people that will see that true side are really the people that really appreciate it in the first place are the people that are really they they say that they're there. And then when they need to be there, they're nowhere to be found. And then they're like, oh, well, I have a lot going on so do I so does the rest of the world but I'm there for you when I have a lot going on like how is that an excuse you know like I said everyone wants their couch move but nobody wants to lift a fucking couch (laughs) (laughs) bro like no one wants to help you until you're already there exactly exactly people care more about the product than the process you know everyone like and that's one thing i've noticed with this podcast even like as i'm growing it a lot of people really didn't give a shit about it and now i have certain relatives that are like hey maybe i can go on your podcast or maybe you can get me in touch with this person or maybe if you get this person on the show and i can come hang out and i'm like dude you literally when i was doing this and i really was putting a lot of heart into it i had a family member be like oh your podcast isn't a job haha and i'm like bro like why are you being this way? And then this is the same one that also is like, hey, like, oh, well, maybe you could help me with this and maybe you could help me with that. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know how hard this is for me to want to support anything that you want to do after you talk to me and never got an apology, by the way. Still wow. to this day, as of this moment, I still haven't got an apology for that. Still have not. No accountability about that whatsoever. But then just expects to be like, hey, and then a friend of mine, I didn't even talk to her for a long time. And then a friend of mine ends up killing himself. And then I end up uh, um, I end up like posting something online about suicide awareness. And then my mom's like, hey, what's going on? And then I just kind of told her. And then this relative hits me up. and It's like, hey, I heard about this. And I'm like, why the fuck does this like I'm like why? How did you hear about that? And why do you care all of a sudden <laughs> yeah. like about how I'm doing? Yeah. Like, I because. They know what the difference between you and a rich person. Let me just tell you the difference between you and a rich person. Because when you got people in higher places, they look at you and they want to make you feel like you haven't made it yet because you are already rich. I, I feel like in ways I already am, for sure. I'm not rich monetarily, but mm-hmm. like I might not have a lot of money, but I feel like I'm very rich. I have like one of the best fucking daughters yeah. in the world. I have fucking a really awesome family. I have great fucking friends that I still have. Like the hand, the friends that I do still have are mm-hmm. fucking dope. You know, because your friend circle goes from like a loose rope to a brass ring. Yeah. It's like really big and loose and fun. And then it just kind of gets smaller and tighter. Exactly. And then it just becomes a small little ring, like exactly. a fucking tight steel ring exactly. at the end. And so um, I definitely do feel like I'm rich in a lot of ways, for sure. That will outweigh everything else. And let me tell you, because when you have that mind frame and you think in everything in abundance, and that's what we're not taught on this earth to do things as an abundance. Everything's an abundance. Yeah. A lot of people just shoot for like, you know, day by day. Right. Right. And or kind of explain more what you might mean by abundance. Oh, abundance. So when you live by abundance, you know that you're not going to have a problem taking risks. Okay, okay. You're not going to have a problem with seeing what else is out there. You're so gonna, by abundance, you kind of mean like living more like holistically within holistically the self? within yourself. Okay. When people tell you you can't make it, that's when you should do it. Everything on this earth is backwards. For anybody listening, I want them to know 
Everything on this earth is backwards how it's done. But all, by your definition of making it, because and make it is yeah. a very subjective term. Yeah, so subjective. Go ahead and clear that out. It's really subjective because everybody going to see about <laughs> what I said differently when mm-hmm. it comes to that. So I think that, do I want to change people's minds? No, I want you to think however way you want because that's going to make you talk. Mm-hmm. You're going to talk about me. I don't care if it's bad or good. Mm-hmm. As long as I'm not hurting nobody, say what you want, perceive it as what you want. Because that's what they're making you do on TV. Yeah. I see what you they're mean. They're already doing it. Yeah. And people that want to throw out that negative energy towards your drive and towards your passion and towards your, your climb, I think that, you know, I also think that that karma always comes in uh, hand. It, it always will come full. Like, it'll always come forward. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're... If you know what you're doing yeah. is the right thing, you're not hurting anybody. You feel really good about it. Yeah. Everyone's like, even if no one supports you, you feel really good about it. You do your thing. Fuck them. You know, like if they exactly. if they want to fucking throw that negative energy on you. And most people are jealous. That's really also what it comes exactly. from. It's not on a monetary sense. It's on a sense of you having the ability to say, you know what? I want something more like I want something more than this. And if, if someone wants the nine to five fucking great, do it. That's not how I'm built. That's just not like you said earlier in the podcast. I also had a thing with authority. I had a thing with people telling me do this this way, especially if I'm like, well, hey, I think this way would be better. And they're like, no, like I'm like, bro, like I'm trying to do this like more efficiently, you know, and um, uh, people that want to fucking just, you know, rain on your parade and they want to shine down that negative light. Mm -hmm. You know, it like like I said, it will always It'll always come forward. What's yeah. done in the dark always comes to the light. Facts, bro. Facts. And I'm gonna. Uh, can I add to that? Yeah, of course. I don't want to take anything <clears throat> away from that at all. You wouldn't. You'd right? be adding to it. I'm gonna add to it, bro. I'm gonna add to this it. This is a podcast. It's what yo, we do. That's what we do, bro. <laughs> hey, yo. Let me shed shed some light on that, bro. So, speaking on people not believing it in you, and then the karma comes full. You know, comes back around, right? Mm-hmm. So. Um, I had just about, I'm gonna tell you about the time, bro. Like, so it was just one day where I had just came home back to Salem from Beaverton. I stayed up all night in the studio. I we uh did a, a thing you can see it on YouTube. It's called the Six Hour Song. Nice. We made the beat and we made everything from scratch. Nice. And I never done like that. And he put he challenged me. I think that's what made my mind what it is now. Fuck yeah. We we didn't have to. We couldn't come back to it. We recorded everything. Mm. We recorded all of it. We couldn't come back to it. Nice. <laughs> and then we showed the song at the end. We did it. We And, and I, I freestyled in the booth for over 30 minutes. Nice, bro. And he took whatever he, he wanted. And nice. That's dope. And that's a good. That's actually a good studio strategy a lot of people know, don't think about. Yeah, you just be in there and say whatever and say a, abundance. Like, same mm-hmm. thing. And in, in, in my perspective, everybody has different perspective of abundance. Think of your how you do things in abundance as well. Like, if you're on a mic, do as much as you can. Yeah. When I write songs, people ask me all the time, you do 16 bars, you do you do 8 bars, 16 bars, uh, 18 bars, what do you do? I just write. Yeah. That's why if you listen to my song Training Day, it's over five minutes because the second verse is over 32 bars because I just write. Uh, so going back, so <clears throat> I come home and I'm super excited. I just made a my first beat. I just made my first like real song where I'm actually coming up with everything. Nice. Besides ca- calling because I wanted to see if I could do it again. So, um, so what? So I you made the beat yeah, yeah. contest. So the first person I decide to call and get to listen to it was my biological dad, the one who raised me to be 
who, you know, I, however, I don't know, you know, mm-hmm. use a tool. Let's just put it like that. Okay. Sometimes tools are put in your life to, to put you where, where you're at now. They, and even subconsciously, these tools don't even know why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. They just know that they're making a prodigy. They don't even know. Real talk, bro. Like, they're making a prodigy. They're, they're making someone who's authentic that needs to show the world what it's like to be humans again, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there definitely needs to be more people so, like that, for sure. Hell yeah, bro. So We live in a very anti-human society. Yo, it's pretty insane, actually, to yeah, watch bro. how against, like, people people exactly. are <laughs> you don't think bro you don't think that you don't think the you don't think the people that's in charge of the, the masses they don't put out a test right they put out a test mm-hmm. you don't know what the test is the so they know that people got dumber ice bucket challenge yo right. the 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 crate challenge tide let's, pods the, yeah the tripods let's see how dumb people got this is their test they do this and at the same time they're working on their events and the end you know at the, at the background uh but anyway <laughs> another subject so i was to your father hell yeah bro oh yeah I was just I was so, continuing. Sorry, I appreciate you, dog. Like I appreciate, yeah, you, man. I appreciate you, dog. Like real talk. I don't even know if I should smoke anymore. I'm at that limit, dog. Hey, you're cool, just... bro. No problem, man. Yeah, I maybe. get people extra baked I, on the podcast. That's what I, I do. It, yeah. Go ahead, continue, bro. My conscience is telling me to do it. My subconscious is like, don't do it. Well, then don't do it. That's up to you, bro. Don't do it. It's don't do it. Man. Totally up to you, Some man. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally good, time, good call, bro. No, good time, no pressure. Bro. Good time. I love it, bro. Um. So, I was like. Hey, Dad, made my first beat, made my first song. I really want you to listen to it. And when you hear it, call me back, bro. So he goes, oh, man, okay, whatever, right? He listens to it, calls me back. I said, what do you think? He goes, I didn't like it. At least he was honest, though. Yeah, and that's what I, uh, I appreciated. So at the same time, there's negative things you can take. Mm-hmm. And make positive. That's always well, no, that, you know. yeah. Well, that's also, but that's a legit criticism, though. Yeah. And legit criticism means you listen to it, exactly. and that's really what counts. I don't care if someone doesn't like my podcast. Yeah. You listen to it. You or gave you it a don't. shot. That is what really exactly. matters to me. You know, even if I go and I see my stats only have one listener, yeah. I'm still going to keep doing it. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like even for that one person that's listening, <laughs> it's just me and them now, just and whoever even, the yeah. fucking guest is. Exactly. <laughs> it's you against your yourself you feel me like yeah. like that's what people forget like no don't compete with the world compete with yourself right make yourself better you feel me so this is gonna actually play in what i'm saying exactly so um yeah uh he, he goes i don't like it so again i appreciate the negativity at the time i was hurt you know mm-hmm. you can internalize that any way you want yeah eventually for it's sure gonna make you better Definitely. but at the time it's not ever gonna come the the great the greatest things in life does not come easy Mm-mm, never thanks so and I know I'm uh, backtracking, but well, the hardest work has the highest payout, <clears throat> whether that be pain or anything. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Know? That's, That's what people people want things giving to them. Then there's gonna be things they're gonna be unhappy with when they get the results. Yeah. So, hell yeah, I was like, I was hurt a little bit, but I was like, so I was pissed. I was like, so you don't like my my song, and I just did it. He <laughs> goes, he goes, I didn't raise you that way, son. If I wanted to raise you to do pop music, then I would have fucking raised you to do pop music. You're better than that. Shit. <laughs> Damn. You're cool, bro. Thanks. So every time I talk about things like this, I want people to know that sometimes the rougher things in life gets you where you want to be. Mm-hmm. So I was feeling hurt, right? So I got off the phone. Two days later, he calls me. Bro, he's like, son. I didn't even know you had this in it. it. I didn't know you had this in you. That song Carnage is f- crazy. 
He's like, your lyrical ability, I don't know where you got it from. I said, yeah, like, you didn't, like, I want to show you. Like, I want to show you. I wrote that the same day where you pissed me off. I just said, how can I get myself to the point to say this where I mean it? And fast at the same time. Yeah, for sure. Well, you were solving that puzzle. Yeah, like we were talking about earlier. Have you ever heard of a dark moon that get a fitting them up? I become alive soon. Wanted to say that. Wanted to say it like that. Mm. And I know I look at your face. You wanted me to finish. I could see it. You were like, ooh, you was curious. I thought bro. you were going to keep going. Hell yeah, dog. I did it on purpose, dog. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'll definitely have to check that out, bro. And I only go off when I'm in the booth. I ain't worried about you. I get a beat. I got to kill soon. Neptune A. Whenever you get it, you gotta have it. Haters behind it, behind masks. And I'm still wondering who. I'm, <laughs> and I'm still wondering what my task is. Make a new hit. Big Banger. Fantastic. Things that you see on the news, I make you look like a tool. I make you feel like a fool. I make you cop that new album, the one you've been listening to. Oh, get it. Adrenaline, take another hit. When I write my shit, yeah, it's obvious. Who I'm up against when I get it in every time I spit. I'm literally coming off the current ready to kill again. I'll leave it there, bro, but hell yeah, dog. He heard that shit, and he was like, god damn. And a uh, little back story on that is I wanted to make a song, but back then I did care about what people thought about me. So I was like, how can I make a song that sounds violent, but at the same time people wouldn't see it as violent? Maybe if I act like it's off of a like comic book? Okay. So I'm like, okay, I, I want to name it Venom. Swear to God, this is how God lets you know you're in the right direction. Swear to God. No, I don't want swear to God. Let me not say that. But I, I'm i like, what can I name this song? And as soon as, dude, the same day it came out too, I turned on YouTube, and the first thing in front of my face was Eminem with Venom. Nice. I was like, oh, I wanted to name my song Venom. And I was like, because it went hard, bro. But I said, this is how my mind works. It's weird, weird like that. I'm like, how can I come at this in a way where... I'm going to be like Eminem's a ri- rival, but only to myself. So it helps me get better. I want to be his arrival, but how can I be a, his arrival, be against him, but make a song that people would actually be okay with? So I'm like, I'm going to name it Carnage. So that's where the name came from. I'm like, okay. Okay. And I this was actually you, okay. yeah, manifested before the movie even came out. You know what I'm saying? That's dope. I get this weird thing, man, with yeah. So so by the Eminem's rival, you wanted to kind of channel that Eminem energy, not necessarily be his rival or yes. like, you know, like or battle him or anything like that. You just wanted to channel that Eminem energy within exactly. the song. Okay. I just I want, just wanted yeah. to clarify because I got a lot of rappers that listen to the show. So it's Man, like I appreciate that, saying about about Eminem. That's ballsy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, bro, I bro, like I'm not a mean person and like again No, I for I, sure. I, I you look at you you're talking to right now and this is put this in perspective, you're talking to the same guy who sent Gemini to Blueface's record label for a hearing for a meeting. <laughs> yeah, he's the A and R stole my money. I'm gonna keep it real with you. And I see why. But I'm not I'm not going to be scared to Wait, wait. <laughs> back backtrack. So you did what with Blueface's what? So I had a chance to be <clears throat> I had a chance to be heard by uh, A&Rs at a record label. Interscope Records hit me up. We live in a time where everybody might be like, or some people, majority, not all, not all, is going to see and hear what I said as, oh, yeah, right, he wishes, oh, he has to clout, you know, clout chasing. No, I don't, I don't. When I stopped... Worrying about what people thought about me is when this shit happens. Is when this shit does happen because I could. I tried to reach out to our, to actual mainstream artists. I mean, once you're dropping that freaking that feeling of you know like wanting to impress everybody, that's when you can really open up and be your true self. You mm-hmm. know, because I mean, it's, it kind of just like you know, it's like a callback to what I said earlier about you know we're really just kind of putting on these characteristics and these traits of these characters we play, and then the reason why you get depressed is. 
I just had to show you this real quick, bro. They called me, couldn't get a hold of me, so they texted me. I called them back. And then three weeks later, no lie, they hit me up again. I didn't answer. They hit me back. So I'm not, I'm not lying about this, fam. I talked to I talked to Ronnie G on the phone, bro. That's He's a producer. Crazy. He's Ronnie G. Oh my God, Ronnie. That dude. I talked to him. Like, no, like, I'm not okay, and I'm not saying this to gloat. I just want people to know that um if I can do it, you can. Like this is real talk, for bro. sure. I want people to know, like you literally. This can. is kind of, I can see, like this is kind of more coming from a spot, like saying, like, oh, look who I'm talking to, look into who I'm talking to. The spot that I'm kind of the the vibe I'm getting from when you when you tell me this is like, dude, this is fucking crazy. Yeah, <laughs> like, bro. I can't believe this shit. Yeah, it's not coming from. Uh, yeah, like no, I don't have I don't have it in me, bro. Like real talk, I don't have it in me to to front like that no I for sure definitely. I, I can try bro. well and also I'll these days faking. that's so stupid to do these days because yeah. people can find out if you're full of shit so fucking fast like so fast if someone's lying about who they talk to who mm-hmm. they are or anything like that it will get exposed so fucking quickly exactly. so quickly yeah. but uh going back to what i was saying is you know like we um uh Whenever we start like dropping those shrouds that we want to put on for other people, you know, uh, sometimes it can also trigger depression, you know, and the reason why is because if you look at the word depressed, I got this actually from a Jim Carrey quote, and he was talking about somebody else. If you look at the word depressed and you actually break it down, look at it as deep rest. Okay, okay. If you look at depressed, that's really just what deep your body rest. needs, Ooh. like I saying that. When you're that's de- deep. When you're depressed, it's really just deep rest. That's yeah. all you need. Yeah. And uh, and it's like I said, taking a break from those characters. And sometimes that can be triggered yeah. by losing those shrouds for other people. That's yeah. what I was – that's kind of where I was going yeah. with this. I like and, that. I like that a lot. Yeah, and you can uh, – thank you. appreciate that. That's good. It changed my – honestly, literally changed my whole way of thinking of depression and honestly the way I'm interacting with the world now. And just I, I went through this crazy sp- spot where I just eliminated myself from the world for a while. Mm-hmm. I needed to just literally just pull back and just be like, OK, what am I going to do? And then that's actually when I started thinking about how I'm going to do the show now and getting back onto the audio. And then um, uh, they're no longer playing YouTube in the Khalifa location, which was one of my main inspirations for wanting to continue on YouTube. So I'm like, OK, well, that was just the universe telling me, OK, you're on the right track. I was thinking, I just want to go back to audio. They tell me they can't play me in the lobby anymore. And I'm like, <laughs> boom, that's just the universe saying, go back on the fucking mic. Thanks, do your fucking thing, Thanks. you know. And And whenever you drop those shrouds this is what can come from it all of these things this mental growth that i've gone through you've gone through this emotional you know mind body and soul the growth that we go through and this is kind of what can come from it and it's all about being authentic that needs to be the title of this episode yeah. like yeah. authenticity yeah man <laughs> Get it hey, authenticity you, and something and something or whatever bro yeah like it just sounds good i feel like whatever that you that's general that's the general theme yeah. of this episode exactly. i feel artistic, like artistic bro yeah we, we, we well, no authentic artistic. You know, authentic what did i say artistic artistic you're stoned it's okay buddy yeah <laughs> i'm uh i'm in the clouds right now yeah i don't okay. know when I'll that's be what down, i do bro. on the podcast yeah. i like to throw people up in the clouds and then leave them up there <laughs> hey, like, i'll let you know where the episode's up <laughs> and then everyone just leaves super baked so um like actually it. i want to i want to kind of uh transition this uh real quick there's one thing i like to get from everybody that's on the podcast and yeah. you've listened to it so far so I need to get the first time you ever got stoned. So tell me about the first time you Damn. ever got high, man. I love to get, I have to get everybody's oh, first time story. Okay. Nah, the first time I got high, man, um, I was, uh, I went, I was in middle school, um, middle 
I was like, was it Milwaukee Middle? Anyway, I was in middle school, seventh grade, and I was just trying to fit in, I guess. That was my problem growing up is I was an outcast, but I always try to fit in. So I was actually going to <clears throat> hang out with these, uh, <clears throat> at the time I was in seventh grade, so other seventh graders. And we was walking. I had no idea what was going on or what we was going to do. And out here, uh, one of the guys, uh, kids looked at me and says, we're going to go smoke weed. And I said, oh, well, I'm going to go back to the school. He goes, well, I know you're going to tell if you go back. So now you got to come with us. Even though at the time I probably could have been like, fuck this. What a fucker. I'm going back. Bro, <laughs> little shit. Yeah, bro, you know how you can look at somebody and they have that, you a fucker face? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also, I mean, you're, you're, I know that, you know, for freaking in middle school for some of the smaller, like, you know, you're a shorter guy. Yeah. So, I mean, I could, I could be probably like, ah, oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> you're, yeah, about bro. To, you're about to hey, throw me time, in that creek. Yo, yo, like, like Kevin Hart is literally the same height. Yeah, that I was you, in middle school. Yeah. Yeah. Real talk. I went to go see him, at, by the way. That's why I'm only to say this, because I was in the midst of trying to laugh at his jokes. The first thing I noticed was, whoa, he is shorter. So, <laughs> like, that wasn't that shouldn't have been it, bro. It should have been like, ha ha ha. No, I was like, surprised as hell. I'm he's like, shorter. This, this is not just on TV. Like, it's real. That's <laughs> so, funny. But yeah, man. So I'm like following them. And so I end up smoking and I don't know what the hell was going on. Okay, so this is let me just put it like this: like weed is actually, um, you get spiritual downloads as with weed. Obviously, you you know, people, especially in the beginning stages. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. And if you have a creative, creative, creative mind, I'm gonna let you know here right now that yeah, you always gonna it's gonna get stronger. Mm-hmm. It's gonna get stronger if you choose to use it because what weed is initially yeah. is it's uh, spiritual. You get spiritual downloads, mm-hmm. but you gotta be careful where it's coming from because that's why people get anxiety and they can't smoke. They're not. It's because they're not whole within themselves. Well, and they're they're not the, whole, yeah. they also could be smoking the wrong strain. Yeah. There's all sorts of different And there's reasons. other ways, but yeah. I'm talking about on a spiritual level. Yeah, So let's sure. keep this spiritual. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so on a spiritual level, yes, you, you want to be careful where you get it from. Uh, I mean, where your frame of mind is. Yeah. So technically, I wasn't understanding. Like, now I understand it. When I do music, I understand where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but then, all I know at that time, I was just feeling incredible. I was feeling incredible. So we get back and I remember myself feeling so uplifted. I am like happy as hell and don't even know why. It's a lot to take in as a, you know, seventh grade, 13, 14 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, especially like you said, if it's your first time. Yeah, definitely. So we get to the school and I walk in the cafeteria and the noises got louder. <laughs> That's one thing about when you're smoking for the first time. It makes fucking everything so much louder. Super intense. It was like Spider-Man, but without all the good benefits. Right. So <laughs> you're in there and you're just having all these senses going on and you hear people actually chewing their food. <laughs> and I didn't eat a lot, but I was looking across people's tables at the time like, oh, my God. Did you go to Rao? Uh, I went to Rao's well in eighth grade. But oh, OK. Middle, okay. Uh, Mill Milwaukee. It was Milwaukee middle, middle School. That's what it was. Then, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. No, I tried doing it again. Um, the same thing, bro. Only at the time I was a fucking veteran, uh, eighth grade veteran smoker. But at the time I was like, I don't give a fuck. So eighth but, grade veteran. Yeah, bro. Like eighth grade. Th- yeah, man. For only the first in, time, only in Oregon. Or only in Oregon. Bro. <laughs> I was a yeah, bro. If you move down to Oregon, you can be a veteran smoker at eighth grade. No, please don't do that. I'm just no, saying you shouldn't I'm smoke weed if you're under twenty one. No. <laughs> don't please don't. This is just my experience, my stories. I I would have been different 
in my brain real talk because of how we would be influenced. So when you smoked so, for the first time, did you uh, did you get like the munchies really bad? Bro, I'm looking across the table and they're eating pizza. And normally I don't pay attention to people's lips, <laughs> but I'm focusing on their lips and they're going, oh. <laughs> but you know when you get high and you're and you're when you get high, bro. He said, <laughs> "No, bro, yeah, bro." Oh, that's fucking hilarious, bro. That's sorry, such I a that's such no, that's such a stoned thing to focus on. Like when you're really high, you're like, you ever notice people's lips? Like you know, yeah. like one thing I when I was really stoned, I got really focused on when you watch someone laugh, watching their smile slowly <laughs> fade yeah. from their face. Like it's really interesting <laughs> yeah. to watch, yeah. and it al- it always made me laugh because of just watching them just go like. Just watching it slowly fade out, and you're just and now everybody listening is gonna fucking watch that. Next time you look at someone laugh, just watch them as they slowly fade back into a, a straight face. It's really weird, but for some reason I found it fucking hilarious when I was stoned, and I used that used to happen so to true. me all the time. Did you smoke out of like a joint? Was it a pipe? Was um, it a, like what did you smoke <clears throat> out of? Oh my god, I want to say maybe it was a uh, could have been a pipe. Maybe it was a joint, but I don't know. Maybe it was a pipe. I think it was a pipe. Was it a pipe? My first time. Maybe an apple. I don't know, man. It was so so far. Something kind of homemade. Something that got me high. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. That's cool. Something That's cool. that got me curious. there. You know? What did you end up eating when you finally did decide oh to fucking munch down? Bro, you, you seriously? I had to have what they was having, dog. Oh, yeah? You ate all that pizza? <laughs> Bro, no. I went to go get me a snack, dog. And when you're high, that is a fucking snack. I don't care how big it is. Right. No Real shit. talk. So I saw, nom, nom. like you said, slow motion, dog. Nom, nom. Yeah. That's dope. That literally, bro, when you hide in your first time, at least depending on who's doing it, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I said, I got to give me some of that. So I want to go get me a, a slice of pizza. And for the first time, imagine them moving in slow motion, right? And then your first bite, you're doing the same thing, but you're doing it at a much faster rate, dog. <laughs> you're literally like, you're like, and you're looking at them. You're like, you acting like they're your friends. You don't even know them, bro. I was literally like, um, um, um. No, like, sure. I, I literally turn and stare at them. You look like bro. a squirrel. Yeah, look like a squirrel, bro. I'll tell you, like anybody that like, understands. Yeah, bro. He's, he's like holding his. He's like holding his fucking his hands like. He goes full chipmunk on that fucking thing, bro. Both of my hands was behind the crust. Oh, that's fucking and I was great. leveraging it to my like mouth, and I couldn't just take one bite and act normal. Anybody that can relate, I mean, at least for me, I try to act normal, and I. Couldn't. My mouth couldn't stop moving, you know. At least that was mine. The fast forward, man, because there's a lot more that happened, bro. Yeah, because sure. I tried to go tr- play uh, sports. PE. The locker room was hell. Oh, I could imagine. <laughs> Closing the free. Imagine, bro, being in that spot right now, dog. Oh yeah. And and you're high as hell, bro. Everything's yeah. intensified. They closing things, and they're talking at the same. Well, not to time. mention for those uh, for those have, that haven't been in a freaking uh, men's locker room, they do not gently slam those fucking Ooh. locker doors. Like uh-uh. that is not that, that shit rings throughout that fucking room. It's like. <laughs> Yeah. Like you just hear him slamming. Both of my legs, was and it's always bench, muggy. Yeah. It's always super muggy in those mm-hmm. fucking rooms too. Oh yeah, the smell <laughs> was intensified. I <coughs> at the time it was almost like no one else was in there. So yeah, man, this things they talked about yet, yet the day after about what I was doing. But I literally was balled up on a bench with my hands over my fucking ears, bro. Like, it was that intense. <laughs> I got home. Just got to be too much. Hell yeah, bro. That I sucks. got. I got home. And my mom's like, "Are you alright?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm I'm good." My, you, my mom's like, "You acting like you high?" 
And I said, no, I'm not. And I went to the computer and the computer and I tried to play some like uh, Mario Brothers. And I had to stop and stare at the screen and sit back and <laughs> stared at it. And I was like, this is a weird game, right? But it was, yeah, it also was jumping out at me, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was scary. <laughs> well, sometimes, like, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's fucking dope, dude. That's a hell of a first-time story, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. I should probably start wrapping this up, though. So why, why don't we let the people know where they can find you on all the socials and uh, let people know, yeah, where they can find you at, bro. Hell yeah. <clears throat> you can find me on uh, all s- social media platforms, J9 on Twitter. Also, you can find me on at, um, damn, I'm high as hell. Dog. That's how I know. <laughs> I got him so stoned, he oh, yeah. forgot his social media. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how you know, bro. I still that's haven't dope. came down from the clouds, that's obviously. How I, that's how I do here on the Hippie that's Speed Bowl, man. But either way, I'll put yeah. links to it down below, and then I'll oh, let yeah. people know where they can find you yeah, at, yeah, yeah. man. Just, yeah, just go with that, man. J9 on Twitter, on Facebook. And then also you can find me at, on Instagram as uh, CG, CG Triple Threat Entertainment. And hell yeah, bro. This has been a bro. Good, good experience, dog. Hell yeah, dude. Thanks for coming through, man. I, was, I had a lot of fucking fun catching yeah, up bro. with you. It's been long enough, I feel yeah. like. You know, we worked together, and now we're coming full circle, and then we fucking ended up crossing paths like this. And I'm excited to freaking see our climbs, bro. I'm really, really pumped. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Hippie Speedball Podcast. It is Joe, your host with the most. Joe, and I will see you guys next time. Peace.